Hello and welcome to another round of Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. You're bringing it and slinging it like we do. I am Steve Scotch, and we have the lovely and talented Cat. That's C-A-T, pulling all the strings. Cat, get the party started. Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. We also can be found on Facebook and Instagram if you want to give us a hey. We like it. Our two shout-outs this week. One is Fullerton, California. They're in Orange County near the West Coyote Hills. Used to be full of Valencia orange groves, but now it's all suburban. Orange County suburban. And our other town is a little town called Altoona, Iowa. Suburb of Des Moines. And Altoona comes from the Latin word altus, meaning high. Giving y'all a big round of applause. As you should know, unless you're a virgin to the show, alcohol is always present on the back porch. You know, it's strange how eight glasses of water a day seems impossible. <laughs> but, but eight beers a day, it's pretty easy. So today I'm drinking beer. I think I told y'all a while back, I tried this amigo beer called pacifico i kept looking at it at the store looking at it i, I bought a six-pack this stuff is damn good it, it doesn't new take, fave huh doesn't taste like soul or corona it's got its own thing going on pacifico it was actually brewed in 1900 by three german dudes and then modello they bought the company in 1954 and now it's owned by Anheuser-Busch. So it's been around the block, but uh, it's a damn good beer. Cat, what you got? Just going to be a peach martini. All right. Sounds sweet like you, baby. Thanks, doll. All right. Today, it's just going to be loosey-goosey. We're just going to wing it, which is basically what we always do. But uh, we're going to look at some store chains, some restaurant chains that, that were massive back in our day and now they're history histoire just just have a little fun just sit back and throw these things out and you go oh yeah i remember that place oh I used yeah to go that in was there cool. all the time all right first we'll start with the the store chains that have gone tits up the first up is tom mccann oh my god now if you don't know the name tom mccann Wow, that's Gearhead, a loud hitting the bridge. Dude. All right, Tom McCann was a very popular, sh very nice shoe back in our day, correct? Okay, did you ever own a pair of Earth shoes? No. I did. Earth? They Earth were brown. shoes. They were brown. They were really ugly, but they were like <laughs> kind of granola crunchy. You like not kill them. Like they you, lasted like, for five years. Like your foot was supposed to be part of the natural oh, situation. I wow. I had earth shoes. They had 1,400 stores. Oh, my gosh. And went tits up in 1996. <laughs> 96, that's been a while. Of course, we know Blockbuster, they bit it. We, we're not getting into that. There was a store called Ames. Ames Department Stores. I can't remember going in one. We only had a couple around yeah. there. Uh, maybe they were big up north. They had 700 stores at one time in 2002. 
history. Now, I know you remember this one. Hex Department Hex. Store. They were that pretty mid-top level. Yeah, they were. Okay, so first there was Tallheimer's, which was a local company. And then it was Hex. And then it became something after that. Macy's? Macy's bought them out in 2005. Right. And I don't know. I've heard Macy's is in trouble. But I heard they're closing stores. Is that a rumor? I don't know. I went to the one, the local one, and in the first floor, they've got this whole, like, it's supposed to look like bargain basement, but it really looks really bad bargain basement there in the corner. That's the last time I went in Macy's, I agree. To me, it's lost a little bit of its elegance or style. Am yeah. I wrong? And it, Kohl's it, has gone the same way. Yeah, I don't know. Um, to me, it just looks like any other store. Macy's always had like a little upper tier to it to yeah. me. But anyway, now Some here's the one. is gone. Here's one that hits me in the gut, and that's Tower Records. Oh my gosh! And basically, any record store, you know. Now Towers, they went tits up in 2006. Okay, course, the local one was where Willon. Mm-hmm. But we know digital music. Right. pretty much sunk all the iTunes. record stores. I, I do miss going to record shops. Okay, how much money did Peaches ever take from you? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I like the posters on the wall. Music's like blaring in the right, background. Right, it's cool. Um, you know, actually going in and put your hand on an album Physically or touch CD or the something. album. But anyway, and of course, we, you know, we're not going to get into it. We know a lot of these companies... They went out of business because of the internet, Amazon, just just foot traffic is just right. gone. Okay. Well, you know, people don't go to the mall. And and then the coronavirus came a couple years really ago and it. wiped a lot of shit out. Here's two. I'm going to double up. Steinmart and Pier One. Now Steinmart, I don't know if you ever had any of these in your area. I always thought that store was a little weird. I'd go in there at Christmas time, try to find the wifey something, because they had like like clothes over here, but they were like pushing these like wooden African knickknacks over there, and I, I just I couldn't tell what the store was. It was one of those stores you would go there, and occasionally you'd find something that was the, a gem, but you, yeah. it took a while to find the gem. Yeah. Now, Pier 1, I, I like that. I oh, thought I their stuff was cool. Yeah. Um, do you remember the dress barn? Oh, yeah. I Did you ever go? You, <laughs> I used to buy some dresses there for work. They're really cheap. Yeah. Matter of fact, my mother even told me they were really cheap and not to buy them there anymore. Here's one. <laughs> here's one that shocked that me. Loves, love you, Danny. I don't know why. <laughs> love you, Danny. Is Payless Shoe Source. Oh, God. They just went tits up three they went years tits ago, up too? 2019. Uh, I used to get some of the kids' shoes because they would always, you know, they would have one price, but really this is the other very price. Very popular store. Right. I mean, they had two. It's very self-service situation. Yeah, just sit down, pop them on yourself. Mm -hmm. 2,500 stores and now nothing. Yikes. Think about that. You know, just reading off these names... And kind of not thinking. We're talking about thousands and thousands of people who lost their jobs with these closings. You know, some of them had been there a good little while and just show up and the doors locked. Here, here's one. 
I really don't understand is Toys R Us, Kids R Us, Babies R Us. Well, all gone. I don't know how these stores didn't make it. People are having kids right now as we're sitting. Yeah, no, but you go to the Target, there's a whole huge section. Uh, Don't compare Target to Toys R Us. I know, but I'm saying is that's where the other people went, were Target and Walmart. I don't know. Here's another one. The Radio Shack. I don't oh know if God. y'all had a Radio Shack out there. And... I went to college with the, the one of the, <laughs> the descendant from the Radio Shack people. What about the Limited? They were like in every mall in America. The Limited. Well, Gonzo. See, that was that guy that owned um, uh, Victoria's Secret. That was one of the companies he he had oh, under his got in trouble. umbrella, right? Okay. Borders Books. Don't I don't. I went. To, I went. The Waldens. They I went were in to. all the malls. They were in the malls. Waldens was in the malls. Two thousand eleven. Borders Books gone. All I right. would put some cash in there. We yeah. could go on and on and on back in history, back in our day, but. Now we're going to roll into the fast food chains that are no longer with us. And we're going to go in the Wayback Machine to Burger Chef. Oh I know you God. young cats out there don't remember the Burger Chef. But do, you they remember, the... do you remember where the Burger Chef was in Richmond? No. It was Caddy Corner to Willowlawn. Oh, really? I guess there's like a, there's another one now that's in that, maybe it's a McDonald's. I'm well, not see, sure. Well, see, they broke out with that flame broiled. Broiled, yeah. Which Burger Ding, Burger King, I guess, took over that. Yeah, there was a whole thing on Mad Men when they were trying to get the Burger Chef account. You know, they gave McDonald's a run for their money back in the 70s. Burger oh, Chef yeah. did. Um, they were, unfortunately, they were bought out by Hardee's. Yikes. Which pretty much ran the Burger Chef model right into the ground. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about... Hey, where's... give me a Hardy's biscuit any day, baby. I don't know. Hardy's, or maybe Carl's Jr., as you call it. Out west. Yeah. They've got some decent breakfast sandwiches, but um, the rest of it's disgusting. <laughs> I, 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 I can't deal with it. Maybe we don't have a good one anyway. Um, now, I'm going to throw this out there. Me and the wifey, were, we were on vacation, uh, whatever, a couple months ago, went to Williamsburg, just a little little quickie. Oh, maybe we did have a quickie. Down in Williamsburg. <laughs> and we, we go by these Howard Johnsons, the old Hojo. And they used to oh have restaurants, right? Right. And then people... You would have all the ice creams there. Yeah. Um going way back in history the last restaurant got the wrecking ball in 2009 okay i remember there was one that was um shoot howard uh, johnson that was right there near 95 right ages ago all right so here's what happened we're going into williamsburg and right on the outskirts we go by this hotel and i mean you you got to see this thing look like a dump I mean, well, see, was, that place had been there ever since, like, the pottery was, was there. So there, that was, like, at least the 70s. There was, like, mold growing on the side of the building. There was a, there's a pool there. I don't know why who would, anybody would get in it. And it was a sliding glass. And we're just driving by and stopping at a light. And I look over, 
And the people in the pool had like slid this sliding glass over and they're like hanging in the pool and out the pool. And I mean, this, this hotel, I, I can't believe the Board of Health is letting this thing stay open. Now, we looked it up. It was, what, $49 a night right. to stay there to breathe the mold and get bitten by bed bugs and use a sink and shower that don't drain properly. I mean, this thing was disgusting. And we looked it up, and it was a Howard Johnson. It was a Howard Johnson's, <laughs> yes. I couldn't believe it. It was unreal. But I remember, that was like the biggest, that was like the only hotel in that strip for a long time. Right. Like that was like the 70s. It was. They were like green and orange or right. something. I mean, right. they, they, there was no bad rep with Hojo's. Hojo's yeah, had Hojo's a good rep. was good. History, wrecking ball to them. Now, here's one I didn't know. The ESPN zone. Okay, you had sports, arcade games, beer, food, big TVs. We went to Hell, they had Disney money in that stuff. Well, we went to one in Disney. Remember that? Right, that's right. They they had a pitiful 20-year run from 1998 to 2018. Now, I couldn't even get... Let me see. We couldn't even get in the one at the Inner Harbor... In Baltimore. Right. We went there, and the line was around the block <laughs> to get in. And now they're, right. and now they're gone. Gone so. But we did get in the one in Disney World. I thought it was cool. Whatever. It was wings and hot dogs. Who cares? But fan zone, I mean, ESPN zone history. That's a little weird. Do you remember Morrison's Cafeteria? Yes. Nanny and... you would. There was actually a really nice one over there at Cloverleaf Mall. Right. I remember going back in the 70s or early 80s, coming to that. And then there was one that I thought was on um, Broad Street for a long time. Or maybe, no, that was Piccadilly. Right. Piccadilly, Piccadilly. was there forever. Right. Um, actually, Morrison's Cafe. I, I hope you people have these out there where we're, where you're listening. We're not just talking local. Um, Morrison's actually got bought out by Ruby Tuesdays which I believe are finally history, at least around here, Ruby Tuesdays. It was like a fern bar. Yeah, I don't know. I never thought Ruby Tuesdays was good. I, I just... Well, see, they were all on that Friday, TGI Fridays model. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole thing on the um, History Channel about the food that built America, you know, right. about how the guy who started Ruby Tuesdays he was just trying to get more women into a bar, <laughs> right, and coming go. up with these drinks and specials and stuff. And oh, let's Not let's creepy. offer food too. Right. Uh, steak and ale, pieced out. Two thousand eight. Never had a bad meal there. No. There are rumors that steak and ale are making a comeback. Please were come they, back. Were Please the, come were back. Were they the ones with the peanuts on the floor and things no. someplace else? Steak and ale was the fancy one. It was the fancy one, right? Right. They had a. They think they had a, a salad bar thing right. too. Um, we we have very few steak places out here worth the crap. Actually, none. Um, we got a place called Firebirds. That place is a joke. If you got one in your town, now here's one back in history. Chee Chee's. <laughs> Chee Chee's now. <laughs> This was before Mexican food was in every strip mall. Right. You didn't have one on every corner. And they weren't bad. They filed for bankruptcy. Uh, let's see. Because they had the largest outbreak of hepatitis A in U.S. US history in their restaurants. 
So that's how clean they were. Uh, <laughs> they got bought out by Outback. Chi-Chi's got oh bought gosh. out by Outback. I'm not, and that's another pathetic excuse. You don't want to tell your Outback story. I'm not going to talk about <laughs> Outback. If you want to go there and you like it, have Some at it. Some onion I, for everybody. I, that place, I'm not going to pay $28 for a steak and a potato about the size of a golf ball. They can go off. Now, here's what piqued my interest in these chain restaurants. Is you can own your own franchise. What is it? Franchise. franchise. Yeah, you can buy into your own franchise. You can have your own McDonald's. You can have your own 7-Eleven, Dunkin' Donuts. Taco Bell. Supposedly, Taco Bell is one of the most profitable ones to get into. I wouldn't have thought. But it's a lot less overhead, that's for sure. Now, just, just give the McDonald's or Taco Bell Corporation around half a mil to $1.2 million. Are they and, all still part of PepsiCo? I don't know. And you get to use, Yum brand. this is what you get for your half to million dollars. To say you own a McDonald's or Taco Bell or one of the other places we discussed. You get to use their brand name, their equipment, their ingredients, and their processes. So in other words, you're constantly buying from them. Right. Again, Taco Bell, you have a good chance at a profit. Now, none of them are guaranteed. So it's good to do the math. Now, your profit per year at McDonald's, Taco Bell, KFC, whichever one you have, is from $35,000 to $100,000 each year, which means it's going to take you, what, like five to eight years before you get your startup money back. Right. So you got to look at that. So you gotta get, you got to get it in grind. Yeah, I mean, you're on the hook every year for 5% to even 12% to the franchise owner. you got to give them that. And I kind of understand that at the beginning, but, you know, paying them at the beginning. But then after you've been busting your ass to make a, a profit year after year, and then you have to keep cutting them big checks. I, right. I don't. I don't know. To me, that that kind of sucks. Um, there's a lot of bad vibes out there around the uh, Subway franchise. Believe it or not. Now, now you, they had them on the How Food That Made America also. Now Subway, you can get into them for like one fifty to two hundred fifty thousand dollars to get your Subway going. Right. But see, you can put that in a gas station. Right, right. But well, then they can put in their own version two miles down the road. There's the problem. Is there's no kind of rules to this thing. Right. You know, they could you could put yours on the end of the strippy mall and you're doing good, and then right. some other dude could put one on the other end of the strippy mall and now half of your biz is gone. Right. Like I said, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of things about the franchising. I, I don't know. Um what I've saw, uh, how that process goes, I, I would stay away from it. But anyway, if you have a pile of cash just sitting around and you want to work 14 hours a day, jump into the franchise pool and <laughs> stay away from it. All right. We're going to roll right into one tough 
Son of a bitch. Alright. This guy's name is Harry Haft. H-A-F-T. Born in 1925 from somewhere in Poland. Bel... Butch. Don't even try. Not even going to try. He was from Poland. Now, the reason I got into this guy, I saw this movie called Survivor. And I tried to watch it a couple times, and I, I, I couldn't do it. And finally, I muscled through this thing. Now, this guy, Harry Haft. <clears throat> it was up for some awards, too. Was it? Yeah. It, it's different. It's, yeah. it's a little hard to, to watch, not for the violence or the gore or any of that. It's just to follow it. Right. But the story is very interesting. Okay. Now, he's imprisoned at Auschwitz. Auschwitz concentration camp, where many people did not make it, right? No. They didn't make it. Now, he was forced to box fellow inmates. Okay, in this movie, The Survivor, it's very graphic. It's showing Harry Haft, what he went through at the concentration camp. He, he went through 76 fights to the death. Right. Okay, in front of these German personnel assholes. They threw those dudes up there for entertainment. Okay, that's it all was, that. And it was no gloves, bare knuckle. I mean, this guy... I'm not. He he did it to survive. Right. I mean, the guys that didn't make it, they went they went to the ovens. I mean. Right. I mean, how do you mentally recover from that? Okay, Harry Haft, H A F T. Look this cat up. He is he escaped from the dirty Germans and ended up in America. Right. And, and started a boxing career. Right. Now he only had like 21 fights, but he had one against. Rocky Marciano. Right. Who <laughs> was actually on his way up at that point. Right. And uh, it was, I think it was Rocky's 18th fight. Harry lasted, I think, like to the third round. Right. Okay. But. Respectable. This guy survived the concent concentration camps, ended up in a boxing match with Rocky Marciano. I mean, it's the story is unbelievable. And uh, that's what makes Harry Haft. One tough son of a Wow, that is scary. Okay, we got what you washing again. I'm sure I'm going to be told I'm a nerd. Nerd! Okay. I need a drink. Like a okay. I watched Lord of the Rings, Power of the Rings. It's on Prime. Mm. Uh <sighs> Amazon basically paid $250 million for the rights in order to do this. There, there's five There's five seasons already planned. They're spending a billion dollars on it. So far, I'm on, on like episode five, and it's really interesting, and it's puts you and Tolkien full on. And the whole thing about the racism, I don't really like because it's fantasy and you can have any color you want. I mean, the freaking orcs are like purple or whatever. So who cares what color all the actors are? So anyway, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely all the CGI and everything up there. It, it's very worth it. It's, it's fun to watch. Okay. I mean, I like it. Hope all right. other people try and 
like it anyway. Yes, I'm a geek. I'm a Tolkien. Okay. But I like it. You can be a geek. That's fine, babe. All right. What was it called again? Uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Rings of Power. Rings of Power. It won't go away. All right. <laughs> Let's get on to something more important. It's the cocktail of the week. Alabama <laughs> Slammer. Alabama Slammer. That's right. Roll Tide. It's said to have been born at the University of Alabama. Right. Who would have thought? It does have the color of the Crimson Tide. Yes, it does. Supposedly a very popular shot while tailgating at the Alabama football games. Who would have thought? Oh, Lord. This one is a shaker, and your shaker filled with ice. It's very popular with frat boys, um, spring breakers. This sounds too icky. And boat drinks. Oh, yeah. Boat yacht rock. Okay, it's this thing's too sweet for me. First, it's got Southern Comfort, yikes, which is horrible, by the way. I don't. Sorry, sorry for you Southern Comfort drinkers. I don't know why, but anyway, then you got a shot of slow gin, right? A shot of amaretta liquor, liqueur. Back in my day, I did like the amaretta sour. Okay. I did like that one, and then two shots of OJ. So here we go, Southern Comfort. Slow gin, amaretta liqueur, two shots of OJ. Put them in your shaker, fill with ice, shake the shit out of it, and pour it into a highball glass. And bam, you've got the Alabama shaker. Give it a try. All right, today we were bumpered in by a band I totally dig called Lloyd Cole and the Commotions. Formed in 1982 from Glasgow, Scotland. I consider them an English band. That's where most of their success was yeah. in England. Um, they were big in Australia. It's like, yeah, we were big in Japan. They were big in Australia, the Netherlands, everywhere but here. Cricket's here. But uh, this is how I discovered the band. A friend of mine went away to college, JMU, James Madison University. And he came home for the summer, and he gave me this big pile of albums. And one of them was Lloyd Cole and the Commotions. I have no idea who these cats are. And the album was called Rattlesnakes. And I listened to this thing over and over and over. It was so good. It, it was like an English, I want to say like pop sound, but it had a country feel to it. So many good songs. I can listen to that whole album. Uh, the next couple albums had Easy Pieces, Mainstream. They also had good songs on them. Lloyd Cole still goes around and plays solo to this day. Um, but, you know, this is what I'm telling you to do. Go to Amazon or wherever you get your music. and just It's just, called iTunes. Whatever. iTunes. And, and get... The album Rattlesnakes. I don't give a damn if it's from the 1980s. <laughs> Check out Lloyd Cole and the Commotions wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for listening, and we will see y'all down the road. See ya. Stay in San Jose And 
Tries her love.